common name is Jason Rhodes. I've been the owner of a successful remodeling company for three years. I've dedicated 85% of the profit from that business to remodeling homes for disabled veterans and first responders completely for free. I have created a nonprofit 501c3 to assist in continuing this work. I am on a mission to bring awareness to the need and to raise money by walking 1,400 miles from Sanford, North Carolina to Austin, Texas. Please visit renovet.org to learn how you can help. That's R-E-N-O-V-E-T dot O-R-G. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining Every Day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, and my co-host on Throwback Thursdays, Jesse Reiner. What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Doing great. Thank you for having me again. I love these things. Absolutely, brother. I absolutely love having you on. You are quite the knowledge when it comes to games, no doubt. Uh, Today is is a great day. We're going over Sega Genesis. I got to say, that was probably my i would say it's going to be my favorite now because of when i was uh you know hooked on nintendo once sega came out i i feel like i didn't really look back too much on nintendo no more and i was really sold on sega i was the same way obviously nintendo was my first love you know everyone had it growing up but as i got older I got the Sega and I was like, I'm a big kid now. I play Sega. You know, I play the uh, more violent video fighting games. I play the sports games, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of what I feel like Sega kind of was to us. It was like a, like you felt like you were growing up and you're getting out of that little kid stage. Because, yeah, like you said, man, it started bringing on a different spin of games, like a lot a lot of fighting. They brought in a lot of uh, good sports game, like good old Madden um i you know and just to name a couple but uh sega is one of the greatest so let's go ahead and get into this we'll go ahead and start off and uh the sega genesis was known as the mega drive outside north america it is a 16-bit fourth uh fourth generation home video game console developed and sold by sega it was sega's third console and the successor to the master system sega released in 1988 in Japan as the Mega Drive, and in 1989 in North America as the Genesis. In 1990, it was distributed as the Mega Drive by Virgin Master Tronic in Europe, Azosoft in Austria, Asia, good Lord, and Tech Toy in Brazil and South Korea. It was distributed by Samsung Electronics as the Super Gam Boy, and later the Super Lad in boy interesting a lot of yeah. uh a lot of uh words there wow yeah. Got, uh... yeah one thing i didn't realize at the time how popular sega was in brazil uh tectoid was the uh, distributor there and they did a really good job of uh saturating the market in brazil with all the uh, sega products um still to this day sega is really uh heavily favored in uh, brazil you know, in America, Nintendo was our baby, but when the Mega Drive came out, Brazil and Europe, super popular markets where it almost tanked in Japan, oddly enough. Wow. That's some yeah. great information, man. Yeah. You know, when you're a kid, you don't kind of pay attention to that kind of stuff. So 
right. as you get older and you learn all this stuff about stuff <clears throat> you absolutely loved. It's actually it's actually uh awesome to learn about this stuff. But uh let's go ahead and get into some of the the games and let's talk about the games. Um we're gonna go through a top ten list and then uh we'll probably talk about some other games that probably weren't mentioned on this list, but we'll go ahead and start off with uh number ten. The altered well, it's altered beast. Altered beast. This was a great game. Uh when I first started playing the uh Sega, it was the Master Drive. This was the packing game that came with it. Uh, it was unlike any other game at the time. Like I said earlier, it was a little more edgy. It wasn't the cute Mario. This this was gothed almost. And uh, I remember when you first played the game, the uh, voice says, rise from your grave. You know, you didn't have a whole lot of that in video games back then. So you knew when you were playing the Sega, this is something different. Right. So. Uh, but Ultra Beast was a great game. Uh, you powered your character up and you turned into a specific uh, beast. Um, my favorite was the werewolf. Um, it was a great right. character, super overpowered. I really loved that one. But great game, uh, super short. You can beat it in 30, 40 minutes, I feel like. But uh, it's a great title to start out with. Number nine, Street Fighter II Special Champion Edition. Now, I, I was a big Street Fighter fan. I always right. loved playing uh, Street Fighter. I was a big Ryu guy whenever I uh, picked my character. But uh, definitely love, some, love me some Street Fighter. Street Fighter 2 always holds a special place in my heart in the fighting game genre. Fighting games are one of my favorite genres. But uh, Street Fighter 2 was something special. Um, it just captured lightning in the bottle for that early fighter time period. Everyone tried to copy what Street Fighter was doing back in the 90s. A um, little hard to play on the Sega. On the Sega Genesis, you know, you only had the three buttons. On Super Nintendo, you had six buttons. Uh, so it was a lot easier to uh, play on the Super Nintendo. My favorite version, though, was the Sega Genesis version when they came out with the uh, six-button controllers because it was easier to do the special moves with. Right. But, uh that was definitely my favorite version of Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition. This game right here, I feel like is kind of it it kind of morphed into from Street Fighter, but uh number 8 is Mortal Kombat 2. I really feel like uh, <laughs> this was I love Street Fighter, but when Mortal Kombat came out, I I really was kind of sold more on that because of course, they got a little bit more gory with it, with the the finish, right. finish him, and the right. the the blood and gory, you know. And I I actually loved actually watching the the Mortal Kombat movie that came out not too long ago. Well, they yeah. came out with a couple, but uh, definitely have enjoyed some of them. I haven't seen the uh, latest Mortal Kombat movie. Um, I oh, love the early nineties. If you if you haven't seen it, dude, I'm telling you, it is a good one. Yeah, well, I'll definitely it, check it out. It's a very, uh, uh, you know, based around Sub-Zero and Scorpion, but uh, really good movie. I remember being so excited, though, for Mortal Kombat 2 to be released because Mortal Kombat 1 was so iconic for the 90s. It literally changed the genre. So to have the uh, sequel coming out was absolutely amazing. We'll get in more into that as we go down the list. But uh, Mortal Kombat 2 was an amazing game. A lot of Easter eggs, a lot of fun things you could do new characters so very yeah, very awesome game i absolutely love that game it was great 
All right, this one I had a lot of fun playing in this number seven NBA Jam. Now, if uh, you like basketball or anything like this, this was a lot of fun. They had some really cool <clears throat> dunk moves and stuff like that. Right. I, I absolutely loved uh, NBA Jam. That was a lot of fun. Like, like me, I'm not a personally a great basketball player. I'm five foot right. six. I have no yeah. coordination, you know. Yeah. But to have an arcade style basketball game that anyone can pick up and play and have a good time with, I feel like they really did a good job with NBA Jam. It's fun. You still remember all the iconic saying, he's heating up, he's on fire. You know, <laughs> right. all the awesome dunks. I mean, just over Breaking the top. Breaking the backboards yeah, and stuff. Just yeah, yeah. Over the top action. Uh, you get a couple of friends over and you would literally play it all night long. I mean, just an amazing game. Really fun to play. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I, like like you said, bro, I wasn't really much of a basketball player or, right. you know, into uh, basketball as much, but playing NBA jams, it was just a different kind of fun, you know, and uh, that was uh, one of the one of the funnest uh, basketball games I felt like they had around. All right. Number six. This one was a lot of fun. Streets of Rage. Yes, I love my side scrolling beat em up games. Uh, this is one of the best in the genre. Streets of Rage. It's just such an epic side scroller beat em up game. Um, if, I remember playing this on the uh, Sega Game Gear, the uh, portable with the color mm-hmm. screen. Yeah. This was my favorite game to play on it. You know, the screen was only this big, and it took like eight AA batteries that lasted forty seven seconds. But <laughs> really awesome to play. Um, it was just an iconic game for me. Still love it to this day. Streets of Rage. Yeah, great game. Number five, and this one's coming up again, Mortal Kombat. And this is, uh, you know, again, one of the, you know, it, it was a step up from uh, Street Fighter. This is when I felt like you felt like you were getting to be a big boy because, like I said, man, you could pull out someone's heart. You can, you know, pull off someone's head. You could, you know, spike them and bring them back and then, you know, throw them <laughs> in the sky, dude, and get stuck on something. But it's crazy. Imagine being me in the 90s. You walk up to a person who's playing an arcade game. Oh, I've never seen this. A fighting game. I love Street Fighter. So you put your money in the machine, and the guy's sub-zero, and he beats me. I don't even get a punch in, and then he tears my head off, spinal cord dangling, blood everywhere. It was a game changer. In that moment, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. But Definitely for a kid, man. You're just like, wow, bro. What like, is this? Sitting there, but, you know, Kano's holding the heart like. Doof, still doof, beating, you know? right? Yeah. Yeah. But our parents didn't like that very much. No way, bro. That's Remember right. the. Like uh, when, you, when you got off to the arcade or something, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh, parents are around here. Like, throw some quarters right. in it. <laughs> I remember the parents being outraged to the point that there were congressional hearings over a video game. Are they too violent? And that's where we got the video game rating system from. And now, this game was you know, rated. Now looking back at it, it's got to be probably one of the starts of where they started getting kind of gory. Yes. Yes. They you were definitely I mean? the front runners in that category. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, like there was a pit and everything that you could fall right. into and get stuck on. It was, you know, all kinds of stuff. Fatalities. I still remember the blood code to Mortal Kombat on the Sega Genesis. A-B-A-C-A-B-B. I put that code in one million times as a kid. And, you know, to get all the blood and the gore and the fatalities, you just had to have it. It just really <laughs> enhanced the game. 
Oh man, yeah, you, your parents come in and playing it. You're like, oh. <laughs> this isn't Mario. <laughs> I'm not gonna finish him right now. <laughs> like, Oops. All right, great, great game. game. Absolutely. Yes. All right, this one a uh, lot of fun, and and uh, definitely is not gonna be the only time you're gonna hear about this one. But number four on the list is Sonic the Hedgehog three, and Knuckles. This is a you know. One of the fun games that you can just sit there and play for a long time, man. Uh, I, I love yeah. playing uh, Sonic all the way from the beginning. Yeah, I still love Sonic to this oh, day. Yeah. Uh, Sonic 3 was, you know, we, we got a new character. We got Knuckles. Uh, you remember when you had Sonic and Knuckles, the cartridge, you'd put it into your Sega, and then you could go back and put in Sonic 1 or Sonic 2, and you could play as Knuckles in those games. So... That was really, really step up in technology for that day. Yeah, it's like having a, a sequel to a game with Knuckles in it. But uh, Sonic Three, um, actually Sonic Two is my favorite, but Sonic Three is a definitely a close second. And uh, they just stepped up everything in the graphics, gameplay, extra characters, just iconic game. What it's another. It's another one they made movies about. You know, uh, right? It's a. a pretty popular one with the kids and they're bringing a lot of these games back like you know like a, the good old mario brothers is coming back in such a yeah. strong way because of the movie and they have a ride yep. now and uh, yeah look at that dude um, gonna go see it again look at his whole background i mean he's uh, might like mario a little bit yeah but uh yeah, I, I love mario but also <laughs> sonic like i said uh i fell in love with the sonic during my sega era because i was the big kid now I, right. I play Sonic, you know. I don't play Nintendo. It's for little kids. So uh, <laughs> it's a little more edgy, a little more attitude, and uh, that's what I was trying to be at that age. I was trying to find myself, and uh, Sega helped me in that category. Yeah, I love Sega. I can't, I can't tell you enough how much uh, it definitely kept me going in the game world. And I had a Sega for a long time. It took me a while to, to graduate. I think PlayStation was my next. Yep. Um, all right, after uh, good old Sonic, this one was kind of fun too. Was Disney's Aladdin, yeah, um, lying and, around on the carpet and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I remember most about Sega is that they didn't censor their video games as much as Nintendo did. And if sure. you compare Disney's Aladdin to Sega Genesis version, Super Nintendo version, you'll notice some differences right off the bat. In the Sega version, Aladdin has a sword. In the Super Nintendo version, Aladdin threw apples. Come on, what <laughs> what are you going to want to play? You're going to want to play the version where you throw fruit at your enemies or where you have a sword? Come on. Right. I'm a big yeah. kid now. Give me the sword. You can keep your apples, Nintendo. Right. <laughs> so. Man, that's too funny. Yeah, Sega, yeah. like I said, they, they, they got way more edgy, edgy with the games. Absolutely. Jaws. Absolutely. I don't know if you ever remember playing Jaws and stuff, dude. <laughs> You'd sit there and could eat people and stuff it was crazy no i never um, played jaws oh man that was a fun one but it's very gory as well nice. uh sonic the hedgehog 2 is number two i'm not surprised uh one of my absolute favorite games uh this was the packing game when i got my sega genesis when i upgraded from the uh, mega drive to the sega genesis um one of my absolute favorite games still remember the cheat code to this game you go into the settings 
and you select the audio sounds 1965-917, and you get to pick any level in Sonic 2. So I did that wow. so many times. It's just one of those things that is ingrained in my memory, and I'll never forget it ever. But as many times Jesse, I if I Sonic- ever need a cheat code, bro, <laughs> I'm going to call you or I'm going to text what? you. Because, <laughs> man, dude, you, you got it all. And now that they're coming out, yeah. they got a Sega mi- a Mini now. They got all kinds yeah. of stuff. Definitely going to be getting in contact with you, bro. I, I can't tell you what I ate for dinner on Tuesday, but I can remember that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's great. So yeah. I, it's, it's only a wonder what mm. is going to be number one. What's going to be number one on the list? Hmm. The Epic. Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Sonic the Hedgehog 1. You know, this was what Sega needed. Sega needed their Mario. Sega needed, they needed a mascot. And Sonic definitely filled that void. Uh, it was a, uh, Sega of America said, look, we got to get rid of this Ultra Beast as a packing game. Let's put Sonic the Hedgehog in there. He's going to be our mascot. We're going to lower the price of the Sega Genesis. We're going to get more units out there. We're going to get Sonic in the hands of the consumers and let them play it. And our brand will grow from there. One of the best marketing strategies that Sega employed. Yeah, hands down. Now, there's some definitely honorable mentions that did not make this list that i mean i i grew up on and i absolutely love um there was uh definitely madden was a big one for me and i i loved madden and i got it from the start and and i would get it every year after and it was it was so awesome to hear john madden and pat summerall you know announcing a game and stuff like that and being just to be able to call the plays and run them and it's the first time you're actually kind of, I mean, you know, Tecmo Bowl is cool, but, you know, uh, Madden brought on a whole different uh, way of a view of, you know, the way you looked at the game and the way you got to play the game. Absolutely. Madden was such a game changer. And another thing about Sega, when you think Sega back in the day, I think sports games because they did yeah. such a good job. Uh, EA Sports, Madden 95. As soon as you turn that on, you hear that epic EA, EA sports. sports. It's in the yeah. game. Right. And uh, I mean, it was just a game. I believe I bought almost every single Madden after Madden 95 because of that one game and that one moment. I just absolutely fell in love with it on my Sega Genesis, but uh, just an incredible game. Uh, Sega just did sports so well. They really did. I mean, they had, uh, even there was a Joe Montana game. Uh, I absolutely mm. love playing, you know, uh, Madden was kind of my go-to, but I did like playing um, that. And then there was like some hockey games that were really yes. fun. And they, you would have those, yes. those fights and stuff that you could actually uh, get into because like, once again, they did get a lot more edgier. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you know what? Even some of the car racing games um, yes. were next level. Just the way the 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 lights, the the sounds, and everything, the way that you were driving in the car. I mean, Sega did did. I mean, <clears throat> if you think about it, they did have a lot of uh, influence and change <clears throat> in the way gaming kind of. I feel like the way it progressed. I mean, obviously, they were the beginning start of like, hey, you know, let's let's start opening up these kids that are playing Nintendo. They're growing up. So let's grow up with these kids. You know what I mean? And start bringing them into it. And that's exactly it. I mean, 
I felt like Sega had a really great, great uh, game plan. I was going to say for my honorable mention was the racing game, Virtual Racer. This game featured Sega Genesis um, SVP chip, the Sega, Sega Virtual Processing chip. And basically that was almost like the uh, Super Nintendo FX chip. But what it did, it allowed more polygons to be on the screen. You remember back in the 90s, we had the bit wars, 8-bit, 16-bit, 32-bit. Well, then we got into the polygons war. How many polygons can this system display at one time? And virtual racing, it looks horrible today. But at the time, you know, you see those uh, wheels that look like uh, lug nuts. You know, they're polygonal shaped. You know, it doesn't look (laughs) like racing wheels. But at the time, we've never seen anything like that. And I remember going to uh, Disneyland. I believe I was 15, 16 years old. And they had a uh, simulator set up where you could play Sega virtual racing and the uh, seat moved with the turns and it would uh, rumble when you crashed. It was so epic and iconic. Another thing, this game was a hundred dollars and to convince my parents to buy that was, it was hard, but I had to have it because of that uh, impression it left on me at Disney world. So uh, really, really awesome inventive things that Sega did. They did a lot of things good. They did a lot of things bad. Sega yeah. was his own worst enemy, but uh, man, this is still just so iconic and uh, such a big impression on my childhood. That yeah, when I you was... actually look back and reflect on it, man, you know, um, looking back on it, and you're like, wow, the progression and and how much you know you progressed as well. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I don't know, I I. I've always been into video games, you know, I'm 42 years old. I still love playing. Um, I've, you just keep evolving with the games and stuff like that. Now I've gotten way more specific in games I play. I'm not very, uh, variety like I used to when I was younger, but I got to say Sega, that's one of the ones that I played a lot of different things. I played, you know, basketball on it, football on it, the fighting games, the racing games. I mean, I really, that was one of the game, you know, one of the systems and consoles that they made a lot of the games fun. I mean, even some of the baseball games that they had out there, man, yes. were just you know a lot of fun, um, you know. And they were serious, but they had their own fun spin on them. You know what I mean? Which absolutely, I think that's what um, kept me going on a lot of those games. Yeah, definitely a great range of games, and. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm 41 years old. I still play video games. If you'd have told me a few years ago that I'd be 41 streaming games on TikTok from that I played when I was a kid, I thought you were a crazy person. That doesn't even make sense. But it's the right. most fun I've ever had. It's my favorite thing to do. Uh, I have such a good time when I stream, really connecting with the audience. And uh, as I said before, we've actually grown to the point where we get to do something good for the community now. So uh, we're going to get involved in a lot more veteran stuff. And uh, we're going to give back to some veterans and support our brothers and sisters in the military. But, uh, you know, it's funny. You know, you start out playing Sega as a kid, 41 years old. Now I'm playing Sega on TikTok and I get to use it to help people. It's a crazy world, man. It's great. And, you know, uh, speaking (laughs) of mental health and stuff like that, um, if you are struggling with mental health out there, just know, like, video gaming is a good, good way to escape some of that sometimes. And, you know... Uh, sometimes you actually end up connecting with people out there as you're playing. Uh, I know that I've actually met people 
through gaming um you know because uh, you know nowadays you can jump on and play with you know people all across the world um and so uh and, and it keeps you from going out and you know being at the bar or uh you know being up to no good and um so uh you know just think about it sometime you know sit back chill you know give it a try and and you know maybe you grew up playing nintendo or something sega you know go go catch these little things that they're selling on ebay and stuff now really relatively cheap and uh, affordable and it's like i said man it's a cheap uh, way of doing therapy and, and entertainment a hundred percent uh the connection with the community that's the best part um i have a community of people that i've connected with a lot of them are veterans um i love it when the devil dogs show up in the stream i get a oorah simplify or something to that effect i love it when the devil dogs show up and show support so uh you know, what's the one thing you miss about the military? You don't miss the police calls. You don't miss cleaning the head over and over until it's <laughs> spotless. But uh, you miss that community. You miss those crazy ass Marines that you'd go get drunk with and have a good time and uh, was beside you out in combat. So um, yep, that's one you know, thing that they always had yeah. your back and you, and you had their Absolutely. back and, it, it, you know, uh, felt comfortable around each other at all times. Um, you yeah. know, definitely it. it it is something that you definitely miss. And that's one thing I love actually even doing this podcasting stuff now. It is right. a way to connect. It's just, a, you know, we're out there connecting with people out there talking again. And, and yeah, we don't uh, live in the same state, but we're, we're able to sit right next to each other <laughs> and talk right. about things and, and, you know, and share things. And hopefully we're, you know, capturing some, you know, someone out there who may be struggling. And, hey, by the way, let it be known. If you're ever struggling and you don't want to talk to someone that you know, there's a discreet number out there, 988, and all you got to do is press 1, and it will put you in touch with someone that can help you with, you know, whatever you may be going through. I, I just watched a story on TikTok about an Army veteran uh, who was really struggling. Poor guy, uh, you know, was uh, pretty much given up on life. Um, he reached out and called that number, and my gosh, the resources that they got that guy um, I mean, they took care of him with groceries and got him back on his feet and got him, you know, the community got behind it and um, they're keeping this guy afloat, which is, uh, it's it's great to see those kinds of things. So don't be a f feel ashamed or anything if you ever got to reach right. out and talk to someone, even even us. Like, you know, yeah. I know, I know, um, I know Jesse's open. I know I'm open, uh, you know, reach out to your fellow veterans, fellow brothers, sisters, anybody that may be going through it, you know, because, um, I life is not easy, man. I, I understand that. Right. And we all have our rough times and, and, you know, sometimes we just need a, a little nucleus or someone to go to and, and feel comfortable around and, and, and not feel like you're being judged or something. That's a great message, Brian. 22 a day is 22 too many. Um, Absolutely. If, if you're struggling, my DMS are always open on TikTok. Uh, you can follow all of my social medias. If you can't reach me on TikTok, hit me up on Instagram. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're struggling. I'm not a specialist, but I can be a, a good ear. I can be a good listener. Uh, you know, you don't want to talk to someone you don't know. I don't know you from Adam's house, Cat, a few weeks ago, Brian. But when we talked, we instantly connected on our commonalities that we had with the Marines and military. And it was like we were best friends, Absolutely. like immediately. So uh, yep. if you want to talk to someone like that, my emails are always open. My DMs are always open. Hit me up anytime exactly that's exactly how it is guys uh 
Jesse and I didn't know each other at all, you know, and we just, I reached out to him uh, through, uh, you know, a, a DM on, um, on um, TikTok and right. he responded back. That's how easy and, and you know, and accessible he is. And same here. We just, we responded back. Definitely want to help out our fellow brothers and sisters or, you know, you don't even have to be Absolutely. a veteran at that. You could, you know, right. anybody's going through stuff. Trust me. From a veteran who's, you know, been through combat and been through uh, divorce, has lived life a little bit, I understand. And, you know, I can definitely right. listen. And, and, and I'm, I'm a believer in passing no judgment on people. You know, um, I haven't lived the perfect life myself, so I kind of believe in the, the philosophy. It's left up to one person to pass judgment, and that ain't me. So, Same, same. Excellent <laughs> I'm not a judge <laughs> at all. But uh, Jesse, dude, this was another fun show, and I love Sega Genesis, and I appreciate you as always coming on, man. Um, I don't, what do we get? What's next after uh, Sega? I mean, where where do we go from here? There's there's a couple ways you can go. Yep. Well, my natural progression uh, after Sega, I went to uh, Sony PlayStation One. Yeah, and that, so. that's exactly where I went. So I think that's a good one to. Uh, We'll go ahead and uh, make our next episode on uh, PlayStation 1. All right. Which was another, I mean, man, the progression. And when you start thinking about it, it, it yep. was a nice progression. But that uh, was all right, guys. Uh, just if you could just stick around afterwards, uh, mm -hmm. just to make sure we get everything that we need. I appreciate you, brother. And I appreciate each and every one of you guys for watching every day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, and my co host on Throwback Thursdays, Jesse Reiner. You guys have a great one. All righty. Thank, Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, brother. As always.